Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. Welcome back, Working Interferences listeners. On this beautiful sunny day, I am your host, Lance Timmerman, joined by my beautiful wife, Holly. Hello. So it's sunshine, and we're going to get this out because we have had a few people wondering, where the hell are we? And it's just been, in in case people don't know, Seattle, during the summer from July 5th until, what would you say, mid-September, October? Depending. Sometimes it's the very end of August. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We can usually plan on a good six weeks of awesome time to be in Seattle, but maybe upwards to eight to 12. Um, So locals in Seattle don't really want to leave during the summertime because this is the only it's time it's worth nice. being here. So we're here. Um, I mean, honestly, we're not we're not supposed to leave until September, are we? Everything else we're going to do is kind of yeah, nearby. Yeah, Yeah. So um, so that's why we're here. Um, taking a, a quick break to to answer some questions that people had um, posed towards us. Um, anything happened during the week that uh, crazy people or so the week. Nothing. It was just was pretty tame. I mean, it was yeah. It was pretty low it, key. Is this the lull before the storm, or I hope it's the lull because I deserve to be lucky <laughs> and I what? deserve to Wait, win. The I'm feeling attacked. And- oh yeah, we the Mega Millions, the 1.2 billion dollars um, is going to some dude in Illinois. We didn't win this time, but that doesn't mean we're not going to win next time. No, I, I'm uh, someday I'll get lucky. So it's a thing, but I deserve it. I'm putting it out in the universe. <laughs> um, a few people had wanted Holly's response to um, a, a thread or a, a thing that had happened on the the Facebook. Um, we've decided to sidestep the whole thing because um, well, those of you that know know, but I'm just going to say she is the Tammy Faye Baker of dentistry. <laughs> God told me to send that you needed to send, send me, me money. money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So we don't want any social justice warriors faking, creating fake profiles and leaving one-star reviews. Don't give anybody an idea, yes. Oh, those, those ideas are out there. So anyhow. So we thought, what better thing to do than our traditional um, approach to tackling dentistry and uh, Reddit. Reddit. Okay. So I thought this was an interesting one that I found. Um, and... I don't know. It just developed. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a kind of a long one. So buckle up anybody. So this person is a dental professional, um, but not an owner. Okay. doesn't say, I don't see a, um, oh, TikTok 1001 is the person who posted. Okay. So I've been at my office for about eight months now. I first started with $21 an hour and have received two $1 raises and I'm now at $23 an hour. As I've become closer with my doc, I've received more and more responsibility. Truthfully, I'm still not sure why he trusts me that much. From putting on attachments, controlling lab communication for aesthetic cases, treating veneers while he goes off to do an exam, and managing Invisalign patients, although, or everything other than actual scripts. He's mentioned multiple times he has complete trust in my ability to judge whether I need to ask for help when taking care of an issue 
I think like him, and he has told me multiple times that I, what a fantastic assistant I am and how lucky he was to have me as a right-hand man. I easily save him dozens of hours as I do all his notes, many of which barely need editing. As is your job. Prior to me assisting, the front was always annoyed by how half of the patients had no notes and they were always confused. And while he didn't expect it of me, it was a skill set that I had, which helped everybody greatly. I'm very flexible with my hours due to my lack of kids and always show up early and leave last. Basically, I am being told I am an excellent assistant, which I still have doubts about as I'm only, I only have two years compared to my coworkers of seven to ten plus years. For my one-year review, I'd like a raise to $26 an hour since every month I keep getting my new responsibilities to manage. To put this into perspective, the 20-year assistant gets paid $28 an hour, but only really chair sides and nothing else. Indeed, ads around my area are for 20 to 25. While I know this is definitely in the high end, I feel like I deserve it. And truthfully, if I left due to them saying no, they'd be screwed because they've been looking for another assistant to help us and they haven't found one the entire time I've been here. While I know I can strong arm there, I'd really like to work there as the doctor, as a, as a doctor after I get into and finish dental school, which is probably in five to six years, which I know is a lot of the future in the future, but I'd like to preserve my relationship with them as they've said they'd happily advise me through school. So owners, docs, how would you feel about this? Well, you also have to look, so they're giving you, you're coming in with only two years of training. And, and barely over a year when they first started. So the, they're giving you more responsibility every month because they don't know what the fuck you know. They're trying to catch up to yeah. what they expected from day one. Yeah. So yes, it seems like they're putting more on your plate, but they're trying to get you to what they hired you for. So... Yeah, odds are you were not, your entire job description, they only gave you some of it. It's kind of like uh, Russell Wilson being a quarterback. When he first came in, they dummied down the playbook because he didn't have the skills yet. And as he got better, the playbook expanded. So as a brand new assistant with barely any, I mean, after a year, depending on where you were for that year, because if you've been to some places, that year was a complete waste, you, you, you bring basically nothing to the table. So I would totally dummy down my expectations and, and slowly give more to you, but I'm not going to pay you more to finally catch up to what I expected from the beginning. Right. So that's where you have to actually look and you're looking at this $28 assistant. And unless you are micromanaging her and if, let me tell you, if you're micromanaging her, you're not doing your fucking job. <laughs> and you don't know exactly what her responsibilities are. Yeah. For all you know, her job is to chair side and then assess what products and make sure that things are balanced. You have no fucking idea what her job is. Or how good she's... I mean, she may be like the, the best concierge in the world. And so yeah. even though she's not doing something physically, the relationships that she's fostering... I mean, the shit that you spend all that time talking to people all the time... Yes. That's got value. Yeah, so stop being a fucking c*** and pay attention to your own Damn job. It. Eight minutes, I got to edit that one too. <laughs> I might just have to just put the explicit warning label on our podcast for you. Well, it makes me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, if you're, if you're so sure you're doing more than her, I'm betting you're not doing your fucking job. So I would say no. 
You don't get a $6 raise after two years and only one year with this office because you're probably not doing your full goddamn job. Well, the the other thing is if they're paying you top level, where are you going to go? You'll, well, and that's the thing is that if you love this office, your, good luck finding another office you love because most of them suck ass. Yeah. You, you've, you're lucky to be where you're at because you could probably go someplace else and, and make better money per hour and be miserable all eight hours that you're there. So be careful. So good luck to you. What I don't like is, is just the well, entitled approach. The entitled approach. And you know what? I'm sorry. There has to be some value to the fact that your doctor even fucking pays attention to you. Because if he's constantly saying you're doing a great job, he's an awesome wingman. You're not going to get that with 99% of doctors. Most doctors are going to throw something at you and tell you to fucking clean it up. That's your job. I don't know if that's a most doctors The majority are not going to. I hear stories though. So. But the majority of them are not going to pander to her. Oh, you're doing a great job. I really appreciate yeah. you. Let me lick your ass. <laughs> so, so if so you enjoy we, that, we, I suggest you stay where you're at and accept what you have. So, well, not only that, it, it's, you know, I've heard it so many times. I've had um, people coming in as an assistant saying, well, I'll, I'm only going to be an assistant for a little while because, you know, I'm going to hygiene school and I'm going to be a hygienist. I always, at first I, I was worried. I'm like, oh, well, then maybe we shouldn't even go down this road. I've had far too many people either wash out or they just get busier with life. Well, and for some reason they think that that's a selling point. Yeah. That it's going to be really great for you, Doc, because I want to be a hygienist. You're not going to, if you're going to go to hygiene school, I'm hiring somebody else to be here. Yeah. I'm not waiting for two years for you, sister. Yeah. Unless you're going to graduate just as we are changing somebody or the expanding or for whatever reason, I'm not going to clear the deck to bring you back. Yeah. Especially if you're this entitled type of a person that you could be the, the, well, it doesn't say it says dental school. They want to be a doctor. She's definitely a millennial. So that's 100%. Uh, uh, just clear as day. Well, I mean, they were super freaking. Gen- this this is the punishment this office has for being yeah. generous. They, they gave you two said, one dollar. They should have said there won't be any increase in pay for the first year. Yeah. Unless it was, we'll revisit it at ninety days. Yeah, like they, you asked for something, they're like, that's way too much. Let's see it talking ninety, yeah. and then maybe I'll go with that. And then you talk again at the one year mark. If you're doing reviews all the time and you constantly are attaching a review mentality to a pay crease mentality, you're stupid. Well, you're going to get really, really pissed off eventually because then there's no, you're at the top of the pay scale. You're never going to be the doctor. Yeah, no matter how long you're there, you will never be the doctor. And you're never going to be the owner and you're never going to be the hygienist until well, you, unless you leave and get a different education. The other, the other thing that a lot of them don't understand is, is okay, you, you're advancing on this ladder uh, up the pay scale and things. If you constantly want to be in a place that's, that is giving raises, eventually you're going to be the top of the pay scale. They're going to fire you just because you're at the top of the pay yeah. scale. They need to now bring someone in who's at the bottom and work their way up. It's essentially an escalator and you're, you're putting people on and there's, there's three assistants. One's at the top of the escalator, one's in the middle, one's at the bottom. When that one gets to the top, they're going to replace them with somebody from the bottom and it's just going to be yep. rotating who's in so higher pay and things. you're basically like everybody 
in our area where every six months they're just looking for their next pay increase. And now I'm seeing it that it's, they've had a, a almost a three year solid of a pay increase every six months, mm-hmm. but now they're demanding such a high wage that people are like, fuck you. Yeah. They're getting, getting fired and trying to find the cheaper person. Well, and you know, sometimes a cheaper person is somebody who isn't in dentistry at all. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but if you're a fucking assistant, guess who can take your job here in Washington state? Just about everybody. The Seven Eleven girl behind the counter. Mm-hmm. As long as we're willing to to train and educate, train and be patient with them as they learn. But if she could which, say to some drunk bum coming off the street, "Hey, I hope you're having a great morning," she's better than most assistants that I've met. <laughs> Probably. Probably. So um, the other thing is, you might actually get that raise. It, it depends on how you how you say it all, but you might actually get it, and with a very reluctant and resentful doctor from that point forward. And then the astronomical amount of shitstorm that you're going to have to have value in to have that expectation on his part met. Um, basically right now you're in kindergarten and he's going to expect you to be at P- PhD level. Yeah. I, my assistants, when they make really top level, my expectations are, are top notch. I shouldn't have to do a damn thing. Well, it's like we had an assistant who was asking for a large wage and we had to give it to her at the time because that's, and finally I looked at her in her face, looked at her in her face and said, you are not worth the money we're paying you. So I suggest you do it the way he wants you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing asking for top level and the other is being worth it. Now this person, it's their own self-description. Sounds like they're top level and deserve better pay. Um, there's still something to be said for you've only got two years experience. Yeah. And so you might be at the top level for a two-year-old assistant, yeah. which is not very much. Yeah. They might be super proud of you because you don't sound like an idiot when you write your notes. Yeah. And you know the difference between, between C and saw. No. And they, they're there. Oh, them. that. <laughs> yeah. My, we had one. Our first felon, she was, I think, dyslexic because when I was looking at the notes later, I'm like, I don't even know what this says. Well, it's people that are like, I seen them yesterday. Yeah, I seen that. Oh, shut up. Stop it. Stop it. Don't talk. You mean you saw them yesterday? Yeah. Um, What was interesting was some of the the people that responded. Now, the first response, I think, is a fake account because um, it doesn't have, in Reddit, in order to make a comment as a dentist... It doesn't have the credentialing. You have to... I had to submit a copy of my license to prove I was licensed. And so then, now I have a little flag under my name saying uh, General Dentist. Well, this says Dr. Shop. um, Shap. D-R-S-C-H-A-P. It doesn't have a little icon or anything like it. So, um, it makes it sound like this person is a dentist, but... This person is so on board and behind the original posters um, and they're in their camp that I think it's a fake account because it's like you don't seem like you've got enough experience despite trying to say I have a five dental assistant for my two offices and been doing this. I don't know. Um, I did get, okay, so here is a person with an actual thing. Local anesthetic 362 is a general dentist because it says so. Um, 
if the 20 plus year dental assistant is making 28, but has less responsibilities and does less work than you, then maybe you should ask for the 28. So a lot of these doctors were jumping in saying they're, they're talking purely from the value standpoint of if you really are, but really what I'd be saying, if this person was to then ask for the 28, I'd probably give it to them and fire the person with the 28. So now they have all the responsibility. And now you've got, you know, you're going to earn that 28 and you better shut up if they give you all the responsibility because you wanted the raise. Fine. Here, you be careful what you wish for. Now you've got the raise and added responsibility and you're the only assistant now. And now you're going to do all this stuff that you didn't know she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, person says experience has nothing to do with, with on the value you can bring to the table. I'd ask for 28 and push beyond in the future. 26 would be a compromise I'd accept. So what a lot of people don't understand, if you're not, if you're making a comment and you're not in dentistry, mm-hmm. it, she's never going to get the, the wage of somebody who's working in the computer industry. Right. If she's a, you know, so we compete, compete with the tech industry. They pay very, very well. I have a friend in Edmonton, Alberta, when the oil is worth a lot, the hygienist quit being hygienist and go to work for the oil companies. And so these wages are crazy high. And then with, so we can't really compare this to that. You're never going to be a computer programmer wage. Yeah. And you can't sit there and think, well, I deserve to make $60 an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, guess what? You don't. And this is a normal wage. And don't tell me it's not a livable wage because it was never supposed to be the wage for somebody being the breadwinner. Yeah. Dental assistant is not supposed to be uh, head of household. It's like McDonald's. McDonald's is a job set up for a 15 to 22 year old. Right. It is not a livable wage because Big Macs are two ninety nine. Right. But the left commies, they want everybody to be able to live on any wage. So, But that's not how it I works. Know, I know. That, if, we're, we're going sideways. Okay. So. Don't right. get me on a run. <laughs> All right. Uh, then the other person asked the question that I asked when I first read this is, would help to know what city you are in. And so then the person says, oh, yeah, New York City. Thought knowing the pay around my area in the office would help, LOL. Office collected $5 million, 2.5 doctors, 3 hygiene in 2021. Doctor produced $1.6 million. None of those numbers mean a fucking thing. Other than you're in New York City. So, yeah. But he might have produced 1.6, but he wrote off 600. Were these PPO fee? Oh, wait. I think they said earlier it's fee for service. Well, although you say fee for service, do you really even know what fee for service means? Because I have a lot of people saying, oh, I'm fee for service. And you find out, no, they're in all of the plans. Yeah. They just collect the patient portion at the time of service. Yeah. So. That's not fee for service. If you have insurance, a part of the equation whatsoever then you're not fee-for-service. Right. Fee-for-service, no accept and assignment of benefits. It's paying cash, and the, the patient gets the, gets the, the money That's back. That's interesting so, that people don't understand what fee-for-service really means. Because they don't want to admit that they're an insurance whore. Well, I mean, we take insurance, mm-hmm. and... So I don't say I'm fee-for-service. I'm just a dentist. Insurance is what it is. Um, I mean, luckily we don't have to be on all the plans and it's, yeah, we and, pick and choose and we're choosing. And it truthfully isn't much of a factor when, you know, you're doing an arch all on four, the thousand dollar rebate isn't much. Yeah. It's, it's not going to make or break the treatment that that's not why they're accepting treatment because right. of their insurance coverage. But it's, Hey, if I have a coupon for a thousand dollars, I'm, I'm, I'm using use it. it. Hell yeah. But I just think it's interesting 
you know, it would be interesting to know. Okay, so she's in New York City. Mm-hmm. So the rent on their facility is most likely eleven to twenty five thousand dollars a month, right. especially for something that large yeah. in New York City. Uh-huh. So. You know, all of those things factor in, and they probably have a team of 16 to 20 with multiple doctors, and you're... No, I think this was more boutique. I think they said... She said three doctors. Two doctors, three hygienists. Okay, and then how many assistants? It only made it sound like there was just that one other, but... No, there's probably two two assistants for every hygienist, and... Then an assistant for each doctor. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to see to tell. Um, but you factor in all of those people's wages. Uh-huh. You factor in your insurance. You factor in your rent, your liabilities. You know, you've got your insurances. You've got your. Um, if you have a loan, a dental loan, mm-hmm. or whatever, I mean. Yeah, the doctor isn't, I mean, he might, he's probably making a comfortable life, but he's fucking wouldn't do it if he wasn't making a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Because having you employed isn't fucking worth it. No. Well, I knew a periodontist that um, he was he was a scratch practice, I, I want to say 30 years ago or 25 years ago. And as he grew and grew and got more employees and things, and he got to a certain point uh, one year, someone left after a period of time. And uh, the staff suggested maybe not to replace them. And their, produc- their production went down that year by the exact amount of money that um, he was, paying, he was that. paying that wage. And so the reality is I'd much rather go lower for that because you're paying tax. As the employer, you're paying taxes on the revenue, the cash flow, as well as everything else. So I'd much rather. He, he said it was, a, an, he, it was a better year because of the pace. You know, you're not seeing as many people. But if you don't, if your net is the exact same, then why the hell would I want to work harder for the same? So, but it's just it's so mind-boggling to me. Well, and the other thing, yeah, they've been looking for another assistant the entire time. So for eight months, they've looking for one more. Yeah, but what kind of were they looking for someone just to kind of take the edge off, or were they like so short-staffed they really need that person, and it's been eight months and they can't find anybody? Because I I wouldn't be shocked if if they have as many employees as you're already saying, there's enough redundancy there that they're probably not in that much of a hurry to get that extra person. So they might just say, oh, well, you know what? We're, we're not that busy anyway, so go pound sand. Well, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Now you have to explain to the next place why you were only there for eight months. Yeah. Because I, I'll, I'll, when I see resumes, in case anybody's listening and thinks twice, I do look at how long you've been at each place. And it's one thing if you went to one place and you just couldn't, they were horrible and it was a bad, bad mix, you're there for three months and moved on. But if every, you've got 10 in a row where it was three to six months each, then either you're a terrible person uh, or you're, you're trying to bounce up the ladder of wages and every time you switched, you got another dollar. So now you're at the top of the wage scale, but not worth a damn thing because you haven't been doing it very long. So... That's the other thing is I've, I've had people where they presented as if they were super experienced. So I'm paying a, a heftier wage and then they can't do a damn thing. I'm well, like, that was the case with yeah. the one that I just totally snapped on. I was yeah. like, you need to understand that I am currently paying you way too much money for what you are actually capable of doing. 
it, it gets to a certain point. You need to be able, at that level, they need to be able to answer all questions that ever get posed, whether it be on the phone or in, in person. Should be able to do consultations. And, and at that wage, you, financial arrangement, everything. So people keep thinking, I, I should just get more. Okay, you're going to get more, but there's going to be a, a much higher expectation. Yeah. You don't get to be just an idiot sitting in a chair. Because now you're an expensive idiot that is going to have the crosshairs on you the entire time. Well, and you cost me money when you can't do your job. When I have people that are at the bottom of the pay scale and then they make a mistake, oh, okay, well. Well, you're here and you're learning. You're here and you're learning and and I didn't invest that much in you. Well, and we knew that you were going to be learning. I expect mistakes when you don't know anything. When you're paying somebody 30 bucks an hour... And they say, oh, I have six years experience. You expect there to not be a blink. You expect them to be able to come in. Certainly different expectations. know what type of impression material is going to be needed for whatever. Yeah, it's the ones with all that experience that don't understand the different viscosities of impression material. Well, they don't understand anything. Well, there's a, goes hand in hand. So. so now that I made all the friends with all of the assistants out there. Yeah, now that they all hate you. Um, here's another one. This is from Illustrious Bath 793 two days ago. This, this dental professional says... We, Illustrious Bath is their name? Illustrious Bath, yeah. Maybe their side gig is... A porno? No, I was thinking uh, bathroom remodels. Oh, I went somewhere totally different. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but i like where you're going so let's let's talk about that (laughs) okay so after hours ada code for a ppo office four hundred dollars after hour fee (laughs) can you get nobody who has an emergency Uh, okay i'm just so we are one of the few offices in our area open evenings and saturdays why (laughs) we get a lot of last minute emergency patients who come in right at closing We don't want to turn them away, but it's also difficult on the team to stay longer than we planned on. Is there an ADA code or a charge we can claim because we are keeping the office open after hours? Nope. It's usually a $38 after hour fee. Now, would help offset some of the overtime and also help us serve the people who need the help. We are a 95% PPO office and all these patients are PPO patients. Thanks. Sorry, I have to add, a lot of these are sports related. Yes, the toothache that has been hurting for two weeks and now needs to be seen ASAP doesn't get priority, but the kid who has three teeth knocked out or chipped playing basketball is more what I'm referring to. Are you waiting for me? Because my face says it all. I know, and we're not, we're not that medium. We're an audio show. So the, the part, this is what... It's your own damn fault, you dental professional. Just because they show up at 5 o'clock and you're closed at 5 doesn't mean... It starts with you. Go home. You're done. It's over. You need to say... It's 5 o'clock. I'm sorry. We'd love to see you. I would take them directly to the ER. If this is an emergency, here's the ER. Here's directions to the ER. Here's the phone number of the ER. Oh, I don't want to go to the ER. Then I can see you first thing Monday morning and they'll say, okay. They will always say, okay. And, And quit with this ADA at PPO after hours fee... Charge whatever the fuck you want. The ADA is there's no code for it, and, the, and their insurance isn't paying for it. We have a, a four hundred dollar after hour fee, and mm-hmm. when people say four hundred dollars. I said yes, that is the fee that it, Dr. Timmerman has placed for him to walk away from his children and his wife when it's on their time. Yeah, and people go, "Oh, he has a life." Yeah, but I mean, more more along the lines. Yeah, the kid three teeth knocked out playing basketball. Okay, it, it's, 
there isn't anything that takes more than 15 minutes to to stabilize or or whatever this kid fell and, and hit i mean you can't this can't be a daily thing so I could see if if someone had a trauma that I'd be doing something well, to help. Well, and we've also had it where we've had a young kid. I mean, we were at a cheerleading thing and the girl got hurt and we just took her to the office and took care of her. But most people, when they call and say they have an emergency, it's not... They have an inconvenience. They have an inconvenience where if it's going to cost them to be inconvenient to you then it's more of a, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, their emergency suddenly is less dire when they find out that it's going to cost them. It's, I mean, I've only had it twice, I think, in your 23 years where someone's like, I don't care how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. Just tell me how much I have to bring and I'll be there. And we're like, okay, we'll be there. Yeah, and then I, have to, then, I don't think I charge them. Then we them. don't charge them because yeah. it's legitimately, it's an emergency. As long as they valued it enough that they were going to pay the fee, then I usually am not going to charge that fee. But I mean, if you, any of these people, you say to them, okay, well, just so you know, in order for us to keep our staff here and have them cancel their evening plans, mm-hmm. it is $400. We can take that as a form of cash or we can use it on your credit card, whichever you prefer. Mm-hmm. It will not be covered by insurance and it has to be paid before. It's we- in addition to everything else yeah, that we're going to do. It's, it's just to keep our staff here. They've got, and you just start saying, they've got daycare, they've got school to pick the kids up, they've, they've got, got dance practice. They've got tickets to the, the theater tonight. They're, they, they're going to have to cancel their entire You're ruining evening. everything. So what's because that worth? you did not plan accordingly. Because it, it's been hurting for two weeks. Now this person said it's not the two weeks that they've ignored. But I mean, but, your lack of planning does not constitute an emergency on my part. Yeah. So if your kid ran out to the field and didn't wear their mouth guard, that is not an emergency on my part. That is, I've seen some though where they were wearing the the thing and they still just got just squarely hit in the face and it was just yeah, like yeah, I mean well, it happens, but it's nothing. it's once in a million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you take the approach of just so you know, there is an after hour fee that is completely separate from anything that is to keep the staff here. Yeah, and you're already one of the few offices open evenings and Saturdays. That's enough. You don't need to then be open evenings till midnight. Well, You're, and that's so disrespectful to your staff. The the problem I so we had that one dentist that we lived nearby where the, even the staff dreaded because they knew it becomes a rumor. It gets well known. People were showing up right at five o'clock because they wanted to. Hey, I want to make do this crown prep. Like, let's do it Tuesday at five. Well, we close at five. Well, I can't. I have work. Blah blah. So they make an appointment two weeks later. And then they show up at five on Tuesday pretending that they forgot I got it wrong or whatever. And they're like, well, I'm already here. Can we just take care of it? And, and the dentist says yes. But so if they were smart, they would do like I did with that young kid. They the dentist or is they the patient? The staff. Oh. They would have all of the lights turned off. Mm-hmm. And they would have the staff standing there with their purses. So when they show up at five they realize that they have completely inconvenienced everybody in this office. Yeah. That kid was mortified. That kid will never be late to our office again. Oh, yeah. We had, I think, did we talk about it on the show recently? Yeah. yeah. Where he like did four show. four months ago. Yeah. But I'm not kidding. When you train your staff and you train your patients, you don't run into this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, somehow this office that you're at is, has trained everybody 
to to be disrespectful, inconvenient, showing up in the evenings and expecting you to stay late. Well, you did it before. Yeah, you were an asshole before, and I let it. Like you enabled it as a, as an office. You need I mean, to take control. That's so ridiculous. You have a life. Well, and so does your staff, and so you know. That's they have families, they have friends, they have their own community, which is not you, surprisingly, to all you doctors out there. Your staff does not live for you. Most yeah. of them fucking don't even like you. They just <laughs> like the paycheck. Yeah. Uh, and I've been in offices or even had my own office where we got along great and every it actually is not a good long term, it, it's horrible. What I want what needs to, the best offices, the most productive offices, the ones where we can tolerate being together at the office, working together. We're not best friends and I really don't want to hang out with you after hours and weekends and things like that. Um, I might even enjoy my time working with you, but that's as far as it goes. Because every time I've had staff that got along so great, they weren't busy. They weren't productive during the day and they were yeah. sitting around and chatting and, and I'm like, hey, patients are still waiting. What do you know? Or, or there's no patience, but get on the phone and fill the schedule or whatever. They, it's, they're terrible. Yeah. So any dentist that says, oh, my, my staff is like family, and I, would, you're, I guarantee you're overpaying them, and they're taking advantage of you, you yep. stupid cuck. I like how you didn't use that word because you didn't want to have to bleep yourself out. Oh, yeah, I'm leaving cuck. <laughs> but I just... It's, this is such a weird industry because... You, you get into the mindset that you have to treat everybody and that you have some obligation to do whatever somebody asks of you. Yeah. And that isn't the case. It, I mean, if someone came to the winery at, well, case in point, someone came to the winery at uh, 449 and they're like, yeah, we wanted to get in. We have this thing that we wanted to do a tasting. I go, I'm sorry, we're closed. I can give you one drink of something if you'd like to sample one of our wines and then come back and have a tasting when we're actually open. And they're like, okay. They ended up buying six bottles of wine for me and then went on their merry way. But they were only there until five o'clock so I could go home. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. I have- yeah, and especially if you're doing after hours and things. Don't do the definitive work. You, you think you're being extra productive and everything, but you're teaching the patients to, to do, be this way. Yeah, now you're going to so, say... broken I, tooth, stabilize it, and I'll see you tomorrow morning, or I'll see you Monday, I'll see you something. Be really careful with it, and I'll see you Monday morning. Yeah. And come up with your own excuses or whatever, but if you go all the way, well, I might as well just finish the root canal and do the crown prep and everything, and I just produced an extra $2,000 here in the stainless... Well, stain, the you, sad thing is, it's probably more like 1200 bucks, Yeah. and you barely co- covered the cost of your supplies and your the staff... The overhead for the time and a half, late, staying late. You know, and as a staff member, I would be fucking pissed. Yeah. I... If it's broken, it's it's you, you rub some dirt on it, and I'll see you tomorrow. Well... It's just so disrespectful to your staff. Even if you don't like your staff, they work for you and you need to respect As I them. Say, respect. You don't have to like them, but you got to respect them. Yeah. And you respect their time. I mean, we have an assistant who doesn't have any kids, but she has a husband mm-hmm. and their time together is valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, a hygienist who has a boyfriend and seven horses. 
But you know what? Those horses are on a feeding schedule. Yeah, you can't you can't be shit like you don't yeah. get to just fuck around with her schedule because she is on a schedule. Yeah. And you know what? I value them and I value their time. Well, and there's not not just that. You don't know if you're gonna call in all these favors to be this way, and then they're gonna say, Hey, I deserve twenty six dollars an hour as assistant because I'm so valuable. Yeah. I go above and beyond. Yeah, I'm I'm worth more. Why? Because I feel this way. Because every time I fucking turn around, you're using my personal time to see people who have no respect for you. Yeah. Yeah, I I think um that is a hot button for me. <laughs> That's why I didn't read it until or you, we had to be recording before I let you hear the <laughs> Jesus, these people like what is with them? Which one's the staff or Everybody. the patients? <laughs> oh my God. It's too hot in Seattle today. Yeah. Yeah. As a result, I think we should probably call it a little short. What time is it? It's, we're 36 minutes in. We're about it's only half. been 36 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> turn off all the air conditioners and you're like, we have Let's to make talk. it quiet. <laughs> well, I want less edit. Otherwise, the sound is horrible. So, although no one ever says, my God, Lance, your, your podcast sounds sound so good. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Your content is shit, but man, does it sound like NPR. Holly really hates dentistry. <laughs> Holly needs I, more wine. The thing is, I don't hate dentistry. I hate... People. I hate the dentists in dentistry who allow <laughs> this shit to happen. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Where... They well, that's why I say commonly say my inferior colleagues make my oh job my harder. God. And I'm not saying all my colleagues are inferior. But the front office is the first fucking line of defense. You get someone right. who walks in late. I mean, with that kid, I specifically said, everybody grab your fucking purses. I'm turning the lights out. This kid thinks he's coming in here. And he walked in. That place was pitch black. I go, you're 20 minutes late for your appointment. Everybody's on their way out the door. And he was like, Argh. Yeah, that was a fun moment. Yeah. I liked it. And he hasn't been late again. No, that yeah. fucking boy's like every five times a day. What time's my appointment at? Oh, yeah. I just need to make sure I know what time my appointment's at. No, he knows better. I'm like, plan ahead, people. It's like, you know, the old time Western buck and bronco and you had to break that horse. Yeah. Once they're broken, your- they're, once you break a horse, they're compliant. Once someone has to bring you $400 <laughs> worth of money because they did not pay pay attention or they didn't plan accordingly especially when it's a tooth like that you've told 97 times mm-hmm. they've been in oh that's gonna break oh that's gonna break and yeah. they say well when's it gonna break and you go i don't know probably when i'm not working yeah and then you're gonna have to pay a late that's when i grab my the crystal ball or the magic eight ball yeah and go doesn't look good for you <laughs> and you know people get it together but if you make your after hours fee Something that hurts, $100 doesn't hurt anymore, No, people. Well, and, and so sometimes people will bring up that um, there was a Freakonomics article, and I think we mentioned it before, but those, not everybody listens to every single episode. So those that may have missed it, Freakonomics, there was a daycare in Tel Aviv, Israel, that parents kept coming to pick up the kids too late. They closed at 6, and they kept showing up 610, 620. So they started to charge an after-hours fee. If you're going to be late, 20 bucks. And what it did is it skyrocketed. The, the late, they showed up even later. 
and more of them and even later. And so the, the take-home was supposed to be after-hours fees don't work because now it lo- people think now they're entitled to showing up late, which they're not entirely wrong. The problem was it was 20 bucks. It needed to be 500 it bucks. It needed something that would hurt. So somebody absolutely would not pay this. So, you know, like I said, we've had like two patients that have taken us up on it mm-hmm. and had to come to the office and they had to count out $400 worth of cash. Mm-hmm. And that I took when they showed up. And there was a one time, Brianna was in pajamas. We came down in and she's yeah. in PJs and I, I made sure I carried, she could totally walk, but I carried her. So yeah. here's daddy with his daughter in the PJs coming to save your ass because you're just a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. And people don't call us. After hours, we'll get, we'll get messages at the office mm-hmm. so that it's, you know, an urgent call. So when I come in on Monday morning, I get it right off the bat. Hey, this is so-and-so, you know, that tooth that you told me was going to break. It finally broke. I need to get in, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm not going to, you know, you're, you, you're now, I know that you have respect for Lance's time, my time, the staff's time. You understand that this happened because you did, failure to plan does not constitute an emergency on my part. Mm-hmm. So you understand that now. And all you have to do, all your front offices out there, you paying attention, talk to your doc, come up with an ouchy fee. And anytime someone shows up that it's going to be, say, you know what? I'd be really happy to help you. It is a $400 after hours fee. That covers our cost for bringing in staff who had prearranged events going on. Mm-hmm. And then whatever we're going to have to do. The problem is it takes a, a front desk that has a spine because so many just don't have a spine. Well, so many don't know how to say it. Some, some just simply won't because like, like Dawn in Michigan, her front desk will constantly put somebody in. And Don tells her. Okay. Th- I, we did talk about this earlier in the week and we did need to address this. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Don, fire that front office person (laughs) or have them listen to this fucking episode because I'm telling you right now, anybody who squishes in people and fucks up your schedule is not somebody that you need to have working in your office. No. Because you're not only fucking up my schedule, you're also taking me away from the patient that actually planned ahead. Yeah. Why punish the people that actually made an appointment and, and scheduled it appropriately and were there? And they're in and our now, office for an experience. And you're punishing them. Because now I'm going to have to run around like a crazy ass person to get both of the shits done that was squished in there because you couldn't say fucking no. Yeah. Fire her ass. Make her listen to this podcast <laughs> because I'm going to tell you that's bullshit. So she fire her and then make her listen or list have her listen and listen then fire. And go, this is why I'm firing you because <laughs> you're a piece of shit and f- squishing people into the only time I ever squish anybody in is if I'm the only person they have to see. Right. When that, Totally and makes that's sense. Fine. Yeah. It's not, if I'm the only one that has to fucking deal with them, then it's that's a financial fine. thing. It's them signing papers. I can still be in yeah, the other. Yeah, you can do whatever you need to do, and mm-hmm. I'll squish them in wherever I need to squish them in. Mm-hmm. But when you have everyone in the office already seen and caring for someone else, you don't squish somebody in to then take everybody away from mm-hmm. the people who planned ahead. Yeah. That's like going to have your hair done and your your hair person leaving you under the dryers because somebody overbooked them and put a hair, a haircut in between your color. And you're now processing for longer than you should have because she's fucking doing a haircut. 
No, you don't do shit like that See, because I, I don't totally relate to your okay. story. You know what? You it can sounds imagine. terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on a schedule. <laughs> I need to get my fucking ass out of here because I have something else I got to do. Mm-hmm. Don't make me sit here and wait. I know that it takes me 40 minutes when I come to your office for a crown. Do not make me sit here for an hour and a half because some other fucking Yahoo couldn't get their shit together. Mm-hmm. I scheduled knowing that I was going to be out by 2. Now I'm going to have to leave by 2.30 and you just fucked up everything else. Now I'm else. in traffic and now I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fire her. Okay. Okay, we're done. Okay. We should, now we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> now we're done. All right, so um, I want normally I would say please rate and review us, but I oh don't God, know that we today. want any feedback. <laughs> no, I don't want any feedback. No feedback this time. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Mind yourself. So um, mind yourself. So yeah, um, we, you can find us on all the social bullshits. Social um, bullshits. You find us on uh, Instagram. Holly is uh, where Globetrotter Grub. Yep. Okay, so if you want to say something directly to Holly, Globetrotter Grub. If you would like to send Holly <laughs> all of the nasty messages. All the hate shit, that goes to Globetrotter Grub. <laughs> uh, if you have nice things to say, go ahead and work in interference. Uh, winterferences. So Instagram is at winterferences. The message will be seen by all. And uh, I, if you really want to say something in between, it, it, discreetly to me, uh, I am Dr. Timmerman DMD on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, we can be found, but uh, we have the settings kind of to block all you assholes out of there. Uh, we do have a um, shitters group. Uh, we have a funny, funny shit for dentists and dental team members. It's kind of a, it's a private group, uh, invite only, so you can't search it and find it. You'd have to be requested by someone that's already in the group. Unless you're fucking kick, crazy, you're getting your ass kicked out. So I, just don't refer crazy people yeah. and don't be crazy yourself. If you're in the shitters group and then refer somebody and then they're just an asshole, I'm going to have to boot that person and you for referring them. So it's it's not a huge group, but it's kind of a tight-knit little group. It's getting tighter as I have had to weed out some of the people. There are a lot of lurkers in there that are screenshotting things just to stir things up and get people upset. Um you know, if, if you're easily offended, then just don't be a part of the group. It's, I, I tend to run it more like an adult. If you're an adult, you're, you know, you know, if you like it or not, leave if you don't want to be there. If you don't like the joke, just keep scrolling or hide it or whatever. Just like me. If you don't like me, go back and listen to Josh's podcasts. So on that note, <laughs> it's uh, time to go. Um, did you want to have a song to lead in, leave with? Um, I don't think I did. Now, the, um, what we can do is just, uh, let's just go with Brenton Woods' Oogum Boogum song. What do you think? Uh, okay. I don't know what that is. So for, uh... One, two, one, two, three...